You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're joining me for episode 245 of the Blended Family Podcast. And today I've got a children's book author on the show, Karen Struck, and she's going to be talking about her book series called Three Paws. And so we've got a good show scheduled for you today. I've got to say I'm feeling pretty amazing. Um, I started a new diet last week which I'm definitely going to fill you guys in on because this is too too good to not tell you guys about it but um, just to touch on it briefly I've been on a plant-based diet for I don't know eight years and we saw a practitioner an eastern practitioner who suggested that I cut out my vegetables which is basically everything that I've been eating uh, and he said that they're poisonous to my body he, he does body typing um, like I said I really would like to dive deeper with you guys but in any case gave up my vegetables and my pain last week almost completely left me it was really really wild to see and to feel and um, so that was about a week ago also had to introduce meat into my diet which was really really difficult for me to do, but I did it because I'll do anything to feel better. And guess what? I feel a lot better so far. So I'm super excited to keep going with this. I I worked out yesterday. Definitely was really sore because uh, I haven't worked out in a long time. But just to, to even work out in general, to know that I'm able to do that is pretty much a miracle because I haven't been able to do anything. And so um, I know my husband's excited. He sees me walking around without hobbling and limping around. So this is a big deal. So I definitely, I'm going to have probably the practitioner on the show, maybe if I can get him to agree to do it. Uh, and my husband is also doing something similar. He, he actually has to switch and become a vegan uh, based on his body type, which is really difficult for him because he's a meat eater so um but he's already seeing some immense changes as well so I'm going to keep you guys posted on that um and let you know how things are going but so far things are going really really well um I know it was a super stressful week here in the U.S. it was election week last Tuesday and we still don't have a president announced there's all kinds of political stuff going on I'm not going to get into it on the show but uh for anyone who well, I'd say for anyone living in the U.S., but really, it's I know the whole world is watching the U.S. right now. Uh, but for us here in the U.S., it has been very stressful and very disheartening to, to want to get results, no matter how you vote, right? You want the results of the election, and we still haven't gotten that yet. And so we're dealing with that this week. And uh, on top of that, my daughter, my oldest daughter, decided to tell me last week that she's skipping town and she's going to go head up to New York for a couple of months. And so I know you probably noticed there was no show last week. Well, this was why I had a lot going on this week and a lot to deal with. But my daughter, you know, she's 
It's a hard decision. I, I shouldn't say it's a decision because I really didn't have a choice in it, right? She's of age. She's going to do what she wants. And so she made the decision to go. And there was not much that we could do but say goodbye and, you know, talk to her a little bit. I, I told her I think this is the worst time for her to be sowing her wild oats in a state that is um, right now very much... I think still shut down. I don't know. I'm, I'm from there, but I don't live there right now, but I have family there. And even my brother said, no, don't tell her to come now, but it is what it is. So I've been a little bit stressed out, but I'm going to stay super positive about everything. And um, like I said, I'm glad to be feeling a little bit better. So lots of good stuff on the horizon. Um, the week prior, because last week there was no show, but the week prior to that, you heard from Billy Tarasio, who is an attorney, and she was talking about some different COVID laws. So if you missed that and you think it would be relevant, you can go check it out. Uh, definitely, if you think that there could be a problem in your blended family regarding use of masks or vaccines or anything COVID-related, uh, you can go check out that show. And then next week, I'm just gonna do a Q&A show for you. I've been getting lots of questions and I have not been giving you lots of answers. So I definitely wanna start rolling out some of the Q&A shows. I've just been trying to get caught up with all this backlog of interviews that I had that I needed to get out. And so I'm finally caught up, so I'm super happy about that. Now I can get back to some solo shows and some Q&A. So you can always send your questions to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And if I don't answer you by email, uh, usually it takes me a few weeks just because I'm backlogged. But um, if you don't get an email back, you can always try me again. And uh, and sometimes, of course, I'm just going to read your question and answer on the show. And so whenever you write to me, if it's something that's very personal to you, don't want it repeated on the show, please let me know that. Okay, well, so stay tuned at the end of today's interview uh, with Karen Strzok because we are going to be doing a book giveaway of her book with a really adorable little teddy bear. So make sure you stay tuned at the end of the show for that. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to let you get to this interview right after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Living the Good Life Naturally is a self-care company focusing on magnesium. Statistics show that up to 50% of the U.S. population is magnesium deficient, which can cause a multitude of health issues including headaches, muscle cramps, seizures, hair loss, and more. Kristen Bowen, founder, created the company out of her own personal health struggles, so she really cares, and she has a mission to help others achieve optimal health. I myself am a huge believer in these products, and I use them on a daily basis. It's been especially helpful for my anxiety and my pain. Try the magnesium soak, the magnesium spray, or the delectable bath bombs for an extra treat. And check out the website to see the entire product line and learn more at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Or you can go back and listen to episode number 237 when Kristen was on this show. Don't forget to use my promo code BLENDED to receive a special discount. Order today and get your health back. My guest today is Karen Strzok, and she's the author of the inspirational children's book series, Three Paws. Her latest Three Paws New Family is about unique and blended families. 
She currently resides in California with her husband, Steve, and they are empty nesters, but they do have a blended family. They work, they work in the medical field, but Karen is passionate about telling her three-paws story, which is the culmination of the last 15 years of her life. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me on today. Of course. So you've got these great children's books, and we're going to talk about that. But I know that you also have a blended family, which is probably the inspiration of your book. I'm sure that's where you got a lot of the material from. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what your blended family was like? I know that the kids are adults now, but I know that they were young at one time. So tell us about your journey. Yes. Well, actually, if you look at the dedication page, it is actually dedicated to the kids. So they're amazing. They're adults right now. Um, we became a blended family four years ago. So my uh, stepdaughter, Danny, is 26 years old, just got engaged, starting med school. My stepson, Evan, is 24, and all of them live relatively close by, even though Danny and her fiance, Casey, live in Las Vegas. But my stepson is in San Francisco, works for a biotech company. And my daughter, Rachel, is 30 years old, and uh, she lives in Foster City, just about a half an hour or so away from here. So we have a wonderful blended family. I think for us, though, what's most important about our family is that it's taken place over the last 10 years. And at the time my daughter was in college and Steve's children were entering uh, you know, high school. And I think for the kids and for parent sharing and uh, having the bio mom in the picture who is delightful as well. She has a lovely family too. And I love that all of us get along, but that the kids with having a dad who's a physician and a very busy surgeon, their time was limited with their dad because he worked long hours. So for me, when we were dating, and remind you, we dated six years before we got married. And for me, I thought it was important that when he had his children, that was his time with his kids. I did my own thing and I enjoyed my private time as well. Um, because it lasted like six years of dating, when it got to holidays, then my daughter and I would join in with, with his family for Christmas or for Thanksgiving whenever he had them. And I think because we took our time, because we respected each other and I understood their situation, knowing that there was going to be a new person in their life. I wanted to make sure that they understood that their time with their dad was sacred. And of course, I had my own time with my daughter. And I think that's what really helped is that we took our time. Because we're an older couple, I'm 64 and my husband's 55, it's not like we were going to have children of our own. So there was no rush. But we wanted to take our time and make sure that the kids were acclimated to one another. They they all like each other. They're all very different, but they're just delightful human beings. And that's why I dedicated the book to family and to our kids, because they're just amazing individuals. That is really a beautiful story. And so, and it sounds like you had overall a great blended family experience. And I, I would guess that that has a lot to do with the fact that the bio mom in the picture, you got along with her and that she was agreeable and that everybody was able to work together. And that's probably why, would you agree that that's why you had a pleasant experience or um, do you want to speak on that? Yeah, I would say though, um, 
I d- once I introduced myself to the bio mom and got to know her and and got to know the family, I started off our relationship by saying that she and my husband now were excellent co-parents because they raised such amazing children. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. These are really good individuals. They're adults now, but even as uh, teenagers, they were they were so polite and so kind and compassionate and just like my daughter is too they're just really good people so my husband and i say all the time we are so lucky because we've never had issues with our kids and that they do all get along and i will say this christmas is going to be our first time as just together um, just it's going to be my husband myself my daughter my stepdaughter my stepson and our my stepdaughter's fiance and we're actually going to go back to the Palmia, the one and only Palmia, where we were married to enjoy a Christmas away from home, just together, just us. So we're very excited about that. Wow. That sounds amazing. And so how do the kids feel about the book? Do they love it? You know what? It's funny. They, I think they do. I mean, they're adults. And I remember my uh, stepdaughter was so cute. She had some friends over and two of the books, I had them up on a bookshelf and they were missing. And then I saw them return the next day and and she and her friends read book one and read book two. So I thought that was so cute. So, and I think they were just excited about the series and just to see my own dream come true. Yeah, of course. Well, how long have you had this dream brewing and when did you, when did you do it? Because I know today we're talking about book three, but there was a book one and a book two. So tell me when those started and like, how did that idea come up in you? Well, it actually started when my daughter was young and like any good parent, we read to our children. But what surprised me is as my daughter was getting through grade school, the books were a little bit longer and she would fall asleep and I would continue reading them to the end. And I, one thing I loved is that the imagination is limitless and anything is possible in children's literature. And I just enjoyed the storyline and the very subtle messages that were incorporated into these books. And that's what I loved about it. And I thought, how fun would it be to write children's books? And of course, then we got into Harry Potter, which is my favorite book series of all time. And it's the one book series my daughter did not like, but I kept on reading it and loved it. So I think J.K. Rowling is amazing. But that's when I decided, you know what, it might be fun to learn how to write for children. And then I heard about the Institute of Children's Literature, and I signed up with their program. And I started in that program, I think, we went on an Alaskan cruise, and my daughter was around 14, and I started taking the courses around age when she was 15. So, and she's 30 now. So that's why I say it was about 15 years ago. And then throughout the course, I had um, my mentor uh, was a, a published author, and I remember on the cruise, there was a story told by the naturalist on board, and that story stuck with me, and I'll tell it to you, but the story stuck with me, and I wrote that children's story in a manuscript, and the author mentor wrote across of it, submit for publication, and that is book one. So... 
what when we went to Alaska on a cruise, the naturalist on board was pointing out the grizzly bears, and I saw a couple little cubs. So it was a mom and two cubs, and then you saw these sharp cliffs, and there were some mountain goats on the top of the cliff. And the naturalist on board said that sometimes the very young, the very old, or the sick will lose their footing on loose gravel and roll down the side of the mountain to the riverbank. So many times they're still alive, but they're injured. And then the bears, the wolves, and the coyotes would come along and either eat them there or drag them to their den and eat them later. And for some reason, even though it's like the circle of life and it happens in nature, it just stuck with me. And I thought that is such a sad story. So when I started taking uh, writing lessons and I wrote the story, children's literature needs to have a happy ending or a satisfying ending. So I thought to myself, I'm going to retell this story so that it has a happy ending. The happy ending would be that the goat lives but with all stories, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be problem solving. And so that's where I came up with book one, Three Paws, in that the little grizzly bear cub sustains an injury and injures his paw. So now he can only use three paws instead of four. And when he sees a mountain goat roll down the side of the mountain to the foot of the mountain, to the riverbank, he, of course, is thinking, oh, yummy. But then he, it dawns on him, he experienced his own accident and now has an injury, which teaches a little bit of compassion. Mm. So the goat is pleading with him to save his life and, and help him back up the mountain. And the one dream that my little bear has is to be the best salmon catcher in Ketchikan, Alaska. That's what bears love. And so the goat says, I have been watching these adult bears catch salmon for years from high up on the cliff, I can teach you how to catch salmon with only three paws if you'll help me back up the mountain. And then, of course, he offers him a salmon feast in a week because he has, quote, friends in high places who owe him a favor. <laughs> and of course, as unrealistic as it sounds, um, I had to give enough inspiration for this bear to think to himself, maybe I should help him back up the mountain because he wants to be a salmon catcher. So it would be a win-win. And so that's what he ends up doing. And then the, the story has some little twists and turns to it. But again, it, it ends on a happy note. So, which leads me into book two. It, there's going to be five books written and book three. So you have book two. Book three has already been written and it's being illustrated right now. Okay. And there will be a book four and a book five. I'm telling a story from the beginning of this little bear cub to book five where he's an adult bear and each book will be a new theme there will be new friends there will be new lessons but the ending for book five will just be fabulous so i'm telling a story well that is wonderful and i really think that it's so important to bring literature to children because i feel like it's a dying thing i don't think that there's a lot of reading anymore now that technology has taken over um it's just very difficult to get young kids to read at, at least it is in you know from what i've seen i maybe it's just my family but i was an avid reader growing up and all i ever wanted was kids that would read and none of my kids like to read so um i love books and i'm so glad that you're doing this work because i think it's so important if you can get a child to to really just 
understand why reading is so beautiful and so nourishing. And if you can get that while they're young, it can become a habit that really feeds them for the rest of their life. And so I love that you're doing that. Obviously you chose Alaska because of the story um, as the setting and everything. How was Alaska, by the way? Was that- Oh my gosh. If you've not been, you should go. We were on an Alaskan cruise. So you get a little taste of the different towns. And it's absolutely beautiful. It is breathtaking. The water, I kid you not, is emerald green. The uh, glaciers are just a beautiful turquoise color. It's The wildlife is amazing. It's just like something everyone should do at least once in their life. The little towns re- almost remind me of Western towns. They're, um, they're fun. They have lots of, lots of gift shops, um, lots of... Uh, Gosh, um, lots of history. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. There, there's just so much symbolism there. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful state. Wonderful. Well, I didn't realize that. So I have book two. So Three Paws New Family is book two. So um, I know you told us about book one, but I don't think we discussed the uh, the premise of book two. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So book two is basically about family and what makes up a family what is the true meaning of family and family isn't always blood it's not always your ancestry i mean there are some people who are not born into a good family and of course down the road they can choose who is their family because family should be love and support and compassion and strength it's your support network it's where you can feel safe, no matter what is going on in the outside world, you can come home and feel peace and love. So, and I even relate it back to my own life. I have my own struggles in my own biological family. But um, as I got older, um, I made my friends my family. And that was very helpful. And that's where I mentioned Sakai and Pepe. Sakai, the black bear, girl bear, and Pepe, the Mexican iguana. I have them become a family because Sakai does not have a mother and she's a little bit too young to be on her own, but black bears innately know how to climb trees and avoid predators. And Pepe, of course, in this day and age, anyone can have an, uh, or be a, you know, owner of an exotic pet. So of course, Pepe, Uh, is living, you know, in Alaska with his family. And then he decides to leave and just explore the great outdoors and loses his way back home. And that is me, Melissa, I get lost everywhere. So I completely understand that. (laughs) And because of their needs, Sakai and Pepe, Pepe needs shelter, he needs family, he needs someone to help him. And Sakai too would like to have a family. So they decide to form an informal family together. And that is what that's all about. And of course, Boo, and Chinook, his sister, and Mother Grizzly, they are a biological family. At the end of book two, I think my important message there is one, that you've got different families of different cultures, different ethnicities um, that blend together. You've even got same-sex marriages. There's just so many different types of families nowadays. Grandparents raise grandchildren. You know, there are single parent families. So there's so many different types of family, but 
family is still your support network. And at the end of the story, because Sakai has helped, you know, she basically saved Boots' life on a couple of occasions. And Mother Grizzly realizes that Sakai still needs an adult in her life and Pepe needs shelter, etc. So she invites Sakai and Pepe to join her family. And now they make a blended family, but it's kind of heartwarming because now Sakai's got her mother because again, she does not have her mother. And I don't go in elaborate about that, but that does happen too. So at least she now has that adult mother figure in her life. So yeah. now they've got a new home together. That's wonderful. And kids always end up relating themselves with characters in a story and animals are just such a great type of character to use that kids can really relate to. And I think that is such an amazing message that you're trying to convey about family, especially when we're talking about the blended family, that it's so difficult for children when we're forming a new unit. You know, the adults in the relationship are happy and excited and the kids aren't always happy and excited because they're not the ones who decided on this and there's a lot of feelings involved and all kinds of things come up. And you're right. There are so many different designs of what a family looks like these days. I mean, we have, we have, um, I forget what you call it, multi-generational family because we have, you know, we've got grandma living here and we've got the kids and us. And so there's a lot of different things and um, a lot of um, adopted and all things going on. So I think that it's a beautiful story that kind of helps kids understand that message and relate to it. So now I know you have, so you have three more coming, one is finished. And then, so when do we expect the last book to come out, the completion Mm. of the series? Well, actually book three, Three Paws in the Secret Cave is coming out probably late fall this year. And then book four, I'm in the process of writing, but I have all the stories in my head. So (laughs) before, whenever book three is released, then I submit the manuscript for book four because it takes about eight months to to actually have it illustrated and then released with each book. So um, probably book five is going to be 2022. Mm. Well, I also want to, I can't, I I wish that the uh, listeners could see right now what I'm holding in my hand is this adorable little teddy bear that I got the the privilege of getting with a copy of the book. But I know that this little guy is for sale on your site. Do you want to talk about the bear? Yeah, so the little bear is actually made in the image of the bear on the cover of book one. So it's my little bear Boots. And in book one, uh, Boots is doing a fist bump, which he's doing also at the end, the last page of the book in book one, where he basically exclaims that he is going to be the best three-pod salmon catcher in Ketchikan, Alaska. (laughs) So, and my message in book one is never lose sight of your dreams, no matter what challenges you face, whether it's physical or mental or whatever the issues are, illness, that we still have our dreams and we need to hang on to those dreams. It may mean that you need to adapt to your environment, learn new skills, seek outside resources, but you never lose sight of those dreams. There's always a way. And so that's why the fist pump 
which is trying to overcome challenges. It's just a symbol of feeling the power of, of you know, just your internal spirit that you're going to move forward in life no matter what. And I thought that that image was so powerful to me. It's inspiring to me to look at my little bear. And so I thought it would be fun to have a little, a little bear matching that image on the cover of book one, especially knowing that I'm writing five books. And uh, I just want it to be a symbol, just a, a, a symbol of strength and empowerment to kids when they look at that little bear. I love that so much. And I love the messages that you're putting in these books. And I mean, that's what these children need right now is good, positive, uplifting messages. And I love that so much. So I'm so happy. So the website for the listeners is karenstruckauthor.com. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. The last name is S-T-R-U-C-K, but I will link to it. You can go to her website. You can order the book. You can order this adorable little bear. I'll make sure that I put a picture online when I post the show so you can actually see how cute it is. Uh, Karen, before we go, I just wanted to know, do you have any like last message for my audience, something that you want to leave them with today? I think the most important thing, especially with regard to book two, is that my message there is that your your family will always be there for you when you need them most. And that's what I want children to understand, is that whoever is your family, make sure that you um, treat everyone with respect and compassion and understanding, no matter what their background or whatever they're going through, that family needs to stick together. We're going to have our issues. We're going to have arguments. There may be tears, but we are still there for each other. So family is very important. And all of us, every single person in this entire world, we want to love and we want to be loved. And I think that is the most important message. That was wonderful. And that is a message that every single blended family really does need to hear so that we can work together and do this because it is hard and it is challenging, but we can make it through. And it's, it's work that you're doing for these kids that really is helpful. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Karen. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa. It's so much fun. So great to talk to you. Listeners, Support Karen, get the book, read it to your kids. They'll love it and get that little teddy bear so they can hold it while they read the book. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Karen. And as promised, today we do have a giveaway, which is a copy of her book with the matching teddy bear, which is so adorable. And today's winner is Rosa Garcia over at Rosa G. Garcia. 2012 at yahoo.com. Rosa, I will contact you to arrange shipping of that book. And for everybody else, you know where to purchase it. But in the meantime, if you want to sign up for all of these giveaways, you just need to be a member of my list and you can subscribe at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. That way you will be automatically entered in to win any of these giveaways. Thanks so much. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.